Hello. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Thinking Like a Lawyer. I'm Joe Patrice from Above the Law. That noise you heard there was Catherine Rubino from Above noise? the Law. Noise? That's how we're well, discussing I, me? I, it, it, I mean, it was, it was, you just kind of like made a sound there. I mean, it was, it was words. It wasn't like I was like guttural moan or something like that. Like, like I right. was trying to engage you. Were you? I mean, I was mostly trying to annoy you. Right. I feel like that was more what it was going on. Anyway, we're... It still wasn't more than just a noise. Yeah. Well, mission accomplished. So <laughs> we're here, as usual, to discuss some of the big stories in law over the last week, as usual. Yeah. So, so yeah. well, before we get to that, I know it's your favorite part of the day. What, what, what would that be? It's small talk. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, no, I know. I'm glad that you're leaning into it, though. I'm not leaning into it. I just recognize that it's going to happen. So if I'm ready, it's slightly less annoying. Yeah. Uh, well, so, yeah, what's up in the small talk? <laughs> well, we had, a, we had a long weekend. We did. Our company celebrates uh, Indigenous Peoples Day. So we were off on Monday. That, yeah. was, that was a good time. And I went to see the new Bond movie. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I am, as we've discussed on multiple occasions at this point, fully vaccinated. So I feel like going back to the movie theater is an acceptable pastime. Was this your first trip back into a real theater? Or? Uh, no, I had seen um, the Marvel movie. Um, Shang-Chi. Yeah. And yeah. and I was going to say Black Widow, too. Oh. Actually, it's my third. Okay. <laughs> my, my third venture back. You know, I, I do feel like it has to kind of be like a big movie that you think you want the whole big screen because most places are allowing you to have streaming options either on the same day or slightly mm -hmm. after in a way that, you know, I'm sure movie theaters are not super thrilled about it. But I did see the the new Bonds movie is yeah. apparently the last Daniel Craig Bonds movie. And, cool. uh, you know, it was good. Not great. I was really hoping for great. But, you know, listen, it was a night out with some friends. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that part of it. That's exciting. It was exciting. Yeah. Did you do anything fun and interesting this long weekend? Catch up on sleep, maybe? I I wish I had slept. No, <laughs> uh, I did. What did I do? Oh, I did a, I did a lot of debate judging. Uh, oh, that's, okay. Yeah, you know, we both, you, you know that I do this because we both <laughs> coach uh, college debate on the side uh, because we did it and feel like it's a good volunteer way to give back to those folks. And uh, yeah, so I did a bunch of judging about antitrust law, which is the topic of the year it is so. it is and so being as you all know i used to be a an antitrust yeah. i used to be an antitrust lawyer so, yeah, so this must be fun for you it's the opposite it's okay. the opposite of fun. that's about right yeah 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 it's it is a bit of a frustration as some of the nuances and details of antitrust law are rendered a little flat by debates that i have Fair seen enough. this year all right but you know listen kids are learning it's the beginning of the school year still good cool. times were had by all yeah all right. Are we ready to call the ball on this? If I say no, will you not play that sound? Correct. Okay, then no. So then what's the next topic? Uh, oh. You're wrong. Uh, this is the end of small talk, uh, which brings us into, of course, our next segment. The Running of the Clowns. Uh, this week's Running of the Clowns edition is the January 6th Commission has put out all their subpoena requests. Mm. Steve Bannon is saying that executive privilege means he doesn't have to respond, which was an interesting take. He, given that he uh, wasn't. Was, he was not working in the executive at all at the time. 
That is a bold claim. It, it, bold. It, it, it stretches it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. No, it's... Uh, Far more than you would imagine a conservative about the law might, right, might be right, comfortable right. with, but here well, yeah, we are. The, the, like this whole, the last several years, executive privilege has been invoked for reasons that seem... Actually, let's be fair. It has never been invoked. It's always been wildly gestured at of, well, I'm just not sure that might be covered by executive privilege, and no one then ever tests that or finds out. But that way they don't bring themselves to the situation of having it actually be able to be challenged. They just kind of gesture at it and move on. But extending it to somebody who had no involvement with the executive branch at the time is... But he wanted to. He wanted to still have that job. Well, he had conversations with the executive branch, but he was not employed, which means... Yeah. 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 I mean, I get it. It's a bad argument, but... I feel like... look, Look, there's a lot of people on the Supreme Court who believe in this unitary executive theory that's basically believes presidents are god kings, but... But only for four years. uh, Theoretically, but yeah. I I even think... I think it's hard to... It's hard to pitch even them believing that the executive privilege extends to people who were never there. Sure, but okay, if this gets to the Supreme Court, which obviously there's a lot of things that have to happen before the Supreme Court weighs in, it's not going to be 9-0. No, no, maybe not. I, I don't know. This one's so extreme. I, I feel like maybe... I really appreciate that you still have a belief in the system. I, I don't believe in the system. I, I just think that the... Well, like, what's the downside risk to anybody of saying, no, it doesn't cover people who weren't employed there? I feel like that's one that they'll just give in on. Uh, they might extend it to some of these other random hacks who also have flimsy claims, but at least worked for the executive branch at the time. But yeah, I feel like this one's just such a bridge too far. Bridge too far. Yeah. I oh. mean, I, we can only hope. We can only hope that this this claim will, will not succeed. But, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. Well. Are we doing it again at the end, too? Yeah. This one annoys end. me less, I'll gotta be honest. Really? It is by design a more annoying sound. I think it's just so ridiculous that I find it, I still find it just very funny. Mm, interesting. Like, like that is a that is a objectively humorous sound in my mind. Fair enough. Maybe I just like clowns more than you do. It's possible. I used to collect clowns as a kid. Really? So yeah. you're weird. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, I kind of liked them, and then my grandma started buying me a bunch. I don't know. I don't think it was like a plan. You know, most that I people had. are afraid of clowns, so why? I don't think it's most people. Yeah, well, like they're still like you, this clown is still like there's a college for it and everything. Columbia. Wow. Oh. Wow. No, yeah. it's the Ringling Brothers, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got in our our NYU Columbia battle of the day. I score do, one, one do you, Joe. Do you, oh, you thought you won that exchange. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure everyone agrees. All right. Well, let's hear from uh, our friends at Lexicon right now and then uh, get into the day's topics. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal services and technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, HR, billing, client intake, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com go to learn more. 
Okay, so we're back, and we're going to talk about, we were already talking about judges. Uh, Let's talk about some more judges. I mean, there were a lot of judge stories this week. It's all judge stories this week. Uh, Okay, so... This is why I need a better gavel sound effect. I could be like, judge day! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, judge day to one side. I guess the first one we can talk about is the New York State judge, uh, Jenny uh, Riviera, mm-hmm. um, the only judge in the New York State system who ha- is in non-compliance with the COVID vaccine mandate. Uh-oh. Yeah, rut row. According to people at the Unified Court System in, in New York, there's only one state paid judge out of compliance with the vaccine mandate, which means they're either unvaccinated or at very least have not reported their vaccine status to the court. Although there is uh, sources from, um, I think, the New York Post reporting say that uh, Judge Riviere is not vaccinated. And indeed, over the summer before the vaccine mandate requirement uh, happened, they actually had to rearrange the courtroom so that she was sitting by herself because the rest of the judges were fully vaccinated. So, yeah, she apparently refuses to get vaccinated or at least report her vaccine status. So that's not great. No. And and the thing that really annoyed me about this is, you know, some of the folks as p- of part of the court system are saying, well, she can be remote. I don't see the harm here. And it, it I mean, there's a there's a societal harm when people who are able to be vaccinated are not being vaccinated. Right. Like kids are getting sick. Some yeah. kids, unfortunately, are dying of COVID-19. Folks that are transplant recipients are not particularly well protected by the vaccine. There are people, vulnerable peoples, that are hurt because of a lack of vaccination in this country, even though it's widely available. It's yeah. free. We should all just be vaccinated already. And yeah, it, it seems like a bad standard for a judge. Well, I mean, this brings to another question, which is, Are there heightened obligations if you're a public officer, someone who is supposedly entrusted by the government to have, you know, good decision making abilities? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is there more of an obligation for you to be doing your part to set an example? Uh, And I, I frankly think there probably is. I view this as very much a ethical question that she's on the wrong side of. I feel like this reflects badly on not just the profession but uh you know her judicial temperament yeah but yeah having her make a decision about about a case i was working on i mean i know those are strong strong kind of things to throw around but that's definitely my takeaway from this is that i no longer feel as though she's representing the kind of good conduct i would expect from a judge yeah and and the other part of it is you know she's a public servant you know in in that way and there are folks who are taking the stand against the vaccine and are being fired from their Mm -hmm. jobs which i think is the correct move right you know nurses who don't believe in the vaccine should should well certainly people who interact with the disease probably need to right yeah more so than anyone else right but you know public school teachers in new york are, are, are part of a vaccine mandate and they can't do their or being fired not given the option to do their jobs remotely. And mm-hmm. it seems that, you know, there's this kind of uh, white collar carve out that's happened happens in a lot of different instances. But because there's more theoretical flexibility for someone to dial in remotely, that she's allowed to keep her job and be an anti-vaxxer, supposedly, versus 
someone who's like a teacher or someone yeah. who is kind of hands on the on the ground and they don't have that option. Not that I think anyone should be an anti-vaxxer, but it also kind of furthers the the white class privilege that exists. Oh, yeah. At least, especially in the early days, and it mm-hmm. still is carrying on. In the early days, this pandemic very much was a class-based pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of us who are, you know, make our living making jokes about lawyers on the internet <laughs> were able to stay home. And folks who had these, you know, real interact with other people, like physical labor sorts of jobs, weren't we just weren't able to do that. And it meant right. that it spread like wildfire through there, and we were largely sheltered. Now, it's changed with the vaccine and somewhat, but as you point out, there are still some level of class distinction. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and listen, big laws ha- had a great 2020. It's on track for a great 2021 because they have that flexibility of being able to do work remotely and online. So I think it's definitely something that the industry as a whole is gets the benefit of. And it's, I think, important to call it out when it happens. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that like that, all of like most of our listeners, I assume, have some connection with the legal industry, and it's something well, that imagine we imagine is yeah. a legal industry podcast. And, and it's one of those things that we don't recognize enough the kind of privilege we have, and mm-hmm. it's it's one of those good reasons why you went to law school. Oh, it! I did go to law school. Yeah, and you went there to. To be an accountant is why I went. No. You know, it's interesting. You didn't for that reason. You went to law school to be a lawyer, not an accountant. Take advantage of NOTA, a no-cost IOLTA management tool that helps solo and small law firms track client funds down to the penny. Enjoy peace of mind with one-click reconciliation, automated transaction alerts, and real-time bank data. Visit trustnota.com slash legal to learn more. Terms and conditions may apply. All right. So, what mm-hmm. else is on? Yeah, but you you were kind of the keeper of the judge stories this week. So, what other judges behaving? Not all of them are behaving badly. I guess there there is a well, decent. certainly some questionable behavior on the part of Judge William Pryor. I mean, that's that goes without saying. Uh, for those who aren't <laughs> plugged into the legal system, uh, this guy's been trouble for a while. So, you want to give like a, a thirty second. Uh, Judge Pryor is often discussed as a shortlist. I'm actually, frankly, surprised he is not currently on the Supreme Court. I really thought he was the person they were going to give Gorsuch's seat to. Yeah, he's always on those shortlists, and it's it's a little weird that that, that he didn't get that job. It makes you kind of wonder how he must interview. But speaking of interviews, he interviews people and makes some bad decisions. So uh – Above the Law actually broke the news that one of Judge Pryor's clerks for the 23-24 year is Crystal Clanton. Hmm, that name sounds familiar. It does. It does. She's still in law school, but uh, we've actually written about her several years ago before she was a lawyer because she used to work for Turning Point USA, the very conservative um, pack, a student pack. And uh, was was let go, parted ways after the New Yorker broke a story saying that she was texting co-workers a bunch of bigoted messages, including in all caps, I hate black people. Yeah. Which terrible, but not necessarily about the legal profession. So above the law may not have talked about it. But in 2018, Ginny Thomas. Oh, she's yeah. Um, yeah, she's married to somebody. She is. She's married to Clarence. 
Clarence Thomas's wife hired Clanton after uh, after she had been fired. Correct. Over this, too yeah. too racist for Turning Point USA. Hired by Ginny Thomas. Okay. Yeah, and she very much seemed to flout her relation, her close personal relationship with Supreme Court Justice uh, Clarence Thomas. I think, as I said at the time, a black person she, if not likes, at least can use to the furtherance of her career. Yeah, and. You know, uh, not the end of her career. She actually uh, got admitted and is currently a student at Ask Law, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's the George Mason, Anson and Scalia School of Law for mm-hmm. the uninitiated. And now is being hired for the 23-24 term uh, by Judge Pryor. And before that, after she graduates uh, in 22, you know, next year, and then after graduation, she'll be working for um, District Court Judge Corey Mays. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so and, another person with some questionable decision-making yeah. skills. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, apparently being part of a very famous racist scandal is not disqualifying from incredibly prestigious positions. Well, not not only not disqualifying, it probably is a boon for those. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I definitely agree. And something that I've been talking about is that in a Fed sock era, right, where the Federal Society is very much in control of who the judicial shining stars are on the conservative mm-hmm. side of the aisle. And I think that this is kind of the bona fides of true believer status. And, you know, I think that that is seen as a good thing. I think FedSoc is very concerned about advancing a very specific set of policy goals. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just a debating society, no matter what their talking points say. Right. And I think that this this shows, look, at she's gone through it. She's she's gone through the mill and she's proven she's come out the other side. And I think that this, this shows that she's on the fast track to even more power and prestige. We saw this during the Ryan Bounds judicial hearings. Uh, he was nominated for a, a judgeship uh, and was withdrawn and so on. But during the scandal surrounding that, I wrote a piece about how this is going to keep coming up that these folks have this sort of behavior in their past because it's it's frankly applauded. The bad behavior is rewarded because that kind of performative bad behavior as a young conservatives treated as sign that you're mm-hmm. uh, on board. Uh, the more trolling, the mo- the better. If at the height of gay marriage scandals, you're running events that are catered by Chick-fil-A, uh, mm-hmm. which they all do. These are, I, I guess this was technically the Edmund Burke Society, which is a similar organization running organizations calling immigrants toilet people, which is what they did at University of Chicago Law School several years ago. Like this sort of behavior is treated as a marker that you're you're mm-hmm. ready for big things. Yeah. And yeah, and federal clerkships. You don't shy away from controversy. Yeah, whatever. And yeah. Federal clerkships are historically the pathway to bigger and bigger things. And not just within the movement, but you know, you get a lot of money to go work at law firms because Mm -hmm. you have these clerkships. And I have heard from folks who make hiring decisions that like there's a nascent and it's still very much small but growing number of people who are starting now to not just see the words appellate clerkship and pull the trigger and say, well, this is clearly somebody we need on our side because there's folks now who are starting to realize, hey, you know, the point of an appellate clerkship is that you learn at the knee of a genius federal judge. And as increasingly these judges are 
being rated as ABA non-qualified. Right. How valuable is that clerkship? And like, we've always seen the words appellate clerkship and just pulled the trigger. But now... An automatic like checkmark. Go ahead. Next step. Yeah, I think... I think people are now starting to take the time to say, well, which federal judge was this? Yeah, and I I think that's incredibly important. And I I think that the legal profession in particular is very elitist, right? And I think Mm -hmm. that that is seen as a marker of future elitism. Oh, you did that. That must mean you have great grades. That must mean you've done this work. That must mean, it must mean, it must mean. And I am here for it when we're being a little bit more nuanced about it and, and taking a more critical glance at people's resumes as opposed to just seeing, oh, Yep. 11th Circuit. Next. Of course, we're making an offer to you. And I think that the more that we hear from people who are making hiring decisions more, you know, I think that that's only going to be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, there there's some and it's the district clerk level to district court level, too. I mean, there's just so many of these judges who are even the ones who did skate by with a merely qualified from the ABA. The ABA gives a non-qualified rating. They also give a qualified and then they give a Mm well-qualified. Even ones who skated by with passing grades, increasingly, you just look and it's just not, it's just not as prestigious for some of these judges. And Mm -hmm. that's something we all need to start really scrutinizing. Grappling with as a profession. Yeah. 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 I think that's accurate. Things are changing. Yeah. And, and this isn't just a liberal conservative thing either, because there are conservative judges that I think if you're clerking for, it means you're pretty smart. Uh, but sure, sure. Although I think a lot of the younger ones that we've been seeing in the last few sessions are ones where I, you know, roll my eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even with that, there are some definitely some Trump judges who I think are fantastic judges. But yeah, a lot of them are scarier and yeah, if you're clerking for Easterbrook or something like that, I think you're a very, yes. you are qualified. Yeah. I, I I give you that pass. <laughs> uh, but some of these others just, ugh. well, all right. What's our last Judge Day story? Judge Day. Yeah, this is a, a, a pretty complicated set of facts that kind of led to this bench slap, but the bench slap itself is pretty funny. So I'll try to go through the details pretty quickly. So it started way back in 2011, this story, but uh, and at the time, lawyer since been disbarred, Stephen Donzinger uh, sued Chevron in Ecuador, got this billion dollar judgment. Then they tried to enforce it in the United States. There were allegations that the decision was a result of judicial corruption and they paid off the judge and whatnot. And so they were fighting about whether or not they could be enforced as part of that litigation. They put in a discovery request for a Donzinger to turn over electronic devices. He refused. Mm-hmm. And there was sanctions, motions, et cetera, et cetera, all kind of all happening. And uh, the most recent turn of events is a contempt decision that Judge Loretta Preska had done against him and sentenced him to six months in jail. Uh, he's currently under a uh, house arrest yeah. and he has to stay there during the appeal of this sentence. But he, <laughs> Judge Preska said that Don Zinger has spent, quote, the last seven plus years thumbing his nose at the U.S. judicial system. It seems that only the proverbial two by four between the eyes will instill in him any respect for the law. I mean, yeah, I I've followed this case for a long time. Mm-hmm. I feel as though I feel as though Don Zinger is kind of getting railroaded here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that that whole case is messed up. Yeah, I mean, there should 
probably be a whole course that is <laughs> that is just yeah. this case. Because, it, 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 you know, it's an environmental poisoning case that, that you know, it happened in Ecuador. It's a, whole, it's a whole bunch of things. It's a whole bunch that's going on here. But I did think that uh, Judge Preska's very evocative language was pretty noteworthy. Yeah, basically what happened is this company... And I don't think it was technically Chevron. I think it, they correct, somebody Chevron, that Chevron bought. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, but poisoned the hell out of this place. And, the, and no one's even arguing, really, that right, they right. didn't the poison facts, all of the these people. Fact, yeah. They straight up poisoned all these people. Those folks won a decision. And then the company went to America to try and say, put all the people in jail and make them pay for the fact that we poisoned them. It's it, it's really a mess. Sure, Yes, I, I, I and and the kind of environmentalist in me definitely definitely feels that. On the other hand, though, turnover. I mean, discovery requests. No matter right. which side you're on, discovery requests. You or discovery to. requests. You have to comply with those. Yeah. Well, I mean, his argument, which I do understand, is that he's very much taken the stance that there's no jurisdiction here over this because there it's basically this weird collateral attack on an, mm-hmm. another country's decision for the sake of basically doing an end run around the justice system in that country at the, yeah, it, it's, it's bad. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I would, I would obviously turn things over, but yeah, yeah. as I, you know, comply with orders, but. Right. And, and there's been a, a, a number of, I think too, is Lewis Kaplan, I think also had. Mm-hmm. Well, had he's a, the primary he's judge, the primary on, judge it, yeah. on it. Yeah. Uh, and so you're not just talking about like one judge that's annoyed by the, by the process or ha- Don Sager's like, response to mm-hmm. to the litigation. Uh, and as a litigator, you have to imagine that, you know, when people respond with litigation, you should know how to behave, right? Yeah, you do have to. You, you yeah. ha- they, they, this is this is not this is not nuanced. Turn over your documents. Yeah. This, this doesn't seem nuanced, but otherwise you'll get a two by four right between the eyes. Yeah. In the form of six months in jail. <sighs> Fair enough. Anyway. Well cool. That that's 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 all she wrote for for Judge Week. For Judge Jay, yeah. Judge Week. Judge Week. Uh, yeah, no. So cool. Well, I think that brings us to a conclusion. Thanks for listening. You should be subscribed. You get new episodes when they drop. You should give reviews. Write something. Uh, it goes further than just stars to help get more people to know about the show. Thanks to. Uh, Nota Powered by MT Bank and Lexicon for sponsoring the show. You should be reading Above the Law, as always, because that's where these story you see these stories first mm-hmm. uh, written there. And, you know, sometimes sometimes we're just as funny, if not funnier, in writing. Who knows? <laughs> wow. Sure. Okay. Uh, well, I think that we often have a more nuanced take when we're actually able to talk it out, okay. as opposed to just kind of like the one hit, like quick bang, get it out, kind of. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean... I, and also fair. there's like the dialogue aspect, right? Like you had followed the Oh, yeah, Chevron. my favorite part, yeah. No, just kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that really happened. Uh, no, but there is more of a dialogue between two of us as opposed to one of us just writing yeah, a story, which totally yeah, makes sense. brings a little uh, value. Yeah, no, value. I think that's true. You should be listening to the other shows. Uh, Catherine hosts The Jabot. I'm a panelist on the Legal Tech Week journalist roundtable uh, you, you got should, that out you know i do that almost every week and you continue to push this thing uh, from it's a very, year ago very funny for me mm, fair enough well so long as you're happy uh there's <laughs> also a bunch of shows from the legal talk network that we aren't on that you should be checking out follow us on social media i'm at joseph patrice she's at Catherine one uh, the numeral one there and uh oh that was what we should have talked about in small talk what 
that Twitter has made another one of those egregious errors that uh, get them in trouble all the time. You Judge, are now, Judge Page got verified. You are now verified. I am. Yeah, I am. blue check mark world. Well, welcome. Ding ding ding. Welcome. I, I will give you a tour of the executive suite that we all get to Do use. Do I get a key as, to the fancy bathroom? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's really... what you get when you get your blue yeah. check mark. I, I, of course, had it for several years now. Okay, but we're done. You, okay. we're done. <laughs> all right. And with that, we'll talk to you all later.